Hey there, Anchor FM. Today is Wednesday, August the 2nd. And I said that with a little uh, uncertainty, but I'm pretty clear it's Wednesday because tomorrow is Thursday. And uh, tomorrow is my last day in LA for a week, which sounds really minuscule of me. But I haven't left LA for a while now. I think I've been here for over a month, maybe a little bit longer, which is a long time. Most of the time I'm like in between, I have little trips here and there, but now I'll be setting my sails. I'm going to Las Vegas to speak at the Business Blog Summit. I'm a keynote speaker. Of course, I have not prepared my speech yet. And then I'm going to Toronto for Carabana. So I'm excited about that. Today was a great day. I woke up and I went over to Tim DeLaghetto's condominium and uh, we shot a video I'm actually gonna turn into two videos which was like harsh advice the kind of advice that sometimes actually the kind of advice I get to give here on anchor but oftentimes when I'm doing one-on-one work I just don't go there with people but this was like an opportunity for me like look this is not necessarily professional advice or under the guise of what is a politically correct advice but this is authentically how I perceive your situation to be so I'm hyped to release that I wanted to, to put it out for tomorrow but I then went to the eye doctor and then I went to an audition um, for a show about sexuality in Asia, which sounded pretty cool. But And then I went to Meet the Industry, which is a radio show on Dash Radio. And Dash Radio was legitimately like two streets over from where I live. So I've been there a handful of times for different shows. And this was by far my favorite show. And what was interesting about today's show, it was hosted by this young lady named Jocelyn, who essentially had emailed me during the pop-in time in my life. And for those of you guys who are like somewhat familiar with me, the start of this year, I was the shit. So there was a time in my life that I was just like really busy and popping. And I think she'd email me during that period. I just didn't have the energy to really respond back to everybody. Now that I'm, you know, not so popping, I have more time. And I feel like for whatever reason, I was searching something and I saw that email that's like a radio request. And I was like, oh, I never responded to this person. And then I responded back. I'm like, hey, I feel like it's been four months. But just so you know, like I'm interested if you still wanted to do the interview. And so I went, but today she told me, she was like, it's so crazy because you and somebody else who she didn't mention uh, are two people who I really wanted to interview, but neither one of you guys had gotten back to me. And I was going through this phase of wanting to give up and of feeling like, what's the use? And then you wrote and I came home, told my husband, I was like, it's so crazy, you know, and Shannon wrote and her her husband's like, that's really, really nuts. And that made me feel very special because... We're going, we're, we're so much in our own head, thinking about our own struggle, our own obstacles. We very rarely think, oh, okay, how can the littlest bit of response or how can the littlest bit of effort on my part make a big impact in someone else's life? And um, there's an area in your life that you're completely overlooking because you're worried about something else or you're too busy that if you took an extra half hour of your time just to give that attention, you could really mean the difference to somebody between giving up and striving uh, for the next level so that was great shout out to jocelyn that episode comes out on friday it was me just talking about my la journey bed bugs and being poor and my legal battle uh, with my old agent and my immigration struggle uh, and all of the above and if you guys have not heard my story before it might be a good time to tune in and i said something today that that was really profound if I do say so myself, um, I was saying how there are certain people's stories that you hear and you're like, wow, I can't believe you made it. I can't believe you did it. You had so much against you. And like, look, here you are today. And I feel on the flip side, my story is like, 
wow, I can't believe you haven't made it. Like, what is, what's wrong? Like, you have all the tools. You know, I came from a great home and background. I have very supportive parents and a very supportive um, home base. And so I don't have that against all odd story. I have that story of, yes, there were struggles and it wasn't perfect. And I'm an immigrant, so there are naturally struggles in that regard. And I wasn't supported financially by a family or they weren't able to connect me into the industry. But they always were there behind me. I never had to fight upstream against the people I love the most. But nonetheless, despite having a lot of the things in my favor, I'm still kind of in this weird middle ground and still struggling to climb higher. And the why haven't you made it yet story is an important one to share because a lot of people can relate to that. And so I dedicate today's podcast to the why haven't you done it yet, people. Hi, Shannon. So I have a birthday coming up and I will be hitting close to my mid-twenties and I have yet to actually date anybody. Um, Talk to people here and there, but uh, very close friends of mine are telling me that I've been too picky, even though I feel maybe I might be a little guarded, only because I feel like everybody wants, or the guys I've been talking to lately only want one thing from me and I'm just not willing to give that up and that's my values and morals towards that um with being intimate with people but i feel like i still am wanting that relationship or connection with people what would be your advice towards that thank you love the show shout out to you shaw and happy birthday um that's really exciting and i think that makes you a sagittarius right jared he's not even here i feel like that makes you what is it goes it goes Gemini, then something, and then Leo. So you're something between a Gemini and a Leo. And happy birthday to you. Uh, This is an interesting question. I feel like if you walk into a room and you're like, no one's going to take my pearls, people are like, what pearls? You make it the center of attention when your focal point is to protect that thing at all costs. And I find that oftentimes people who are saving themselves or saving something or they have some kind of precaution uh, tend to lead with that without knowing it similarly to I've met a lot of people before especially uh, dudes whom are like I'm not paying for a woman I refuse to pay on a date they're not gonna take my money and like they make that the focal point of dating Um, by trying to avoid doing that thing it ends up being the emphasis and focus of it because you place so much weight on avoiding it that that's kind of how the law of attraction works and so I would say first and foremost there's People aren't after one thing. They're really not. And that's in my experience and experience of working with other people. Um, There are a lot of people that I know who are in healthy compartmentalized relationships or they are compartmentalized into a one thing that they don't want to be. And that one thing is emotional support or that one thing is the friend zone or that one thing is sex. And so I wouldn't assume that everyone's out for one thing, but I can see how if you're very concerned about that, it can feel that way. I do... I honestly think that people overthink dating too much. And it's easy for me to say because, and I was talking about this the other day, how what we really work hard for is effortlessness. We're all striving and struggling and reading and researching to get to a place where it's effortless. And I compare this a lot to a golf swing again. When you are learning to do a new sport, it's very mechanical and it's very stiff and you haven't really quite figured out what your your juge is, what your groove is. But once you practice that mechanical thing a few times, when you finally get to do it, you get into your own swing and there's a flow to it, there's a grace to it. But that grace doesn't come without work. And a lot of people haven't put the work in one and number two they don't 
come from relationships or families, for example, that have taught them about healthy, loving, intimate relationships or that they've even experienced good, intimate relationships in their childhood. So as a result, you don't know how to play golf. You don't know how to date. You don't know how to connect. Um, Maybe it comes very natural for you to make friends, for example, or maybe it's very natural for you to please um, authority figures. So in the same way that you had to learn the traits or to successfully do that thing, I feel like with dating, you have to approach it with the same mindset. I think dating is effortless for me, but I've spent a ridiculous amount of time reading, researching, listening, and learning vicariously through you guys. Um, So I would suggest the same. Start reading up on stories. Watch my show, Shambooty's Your Perfect Date on full screen. I sometimes feel like I'm plugging that show to be like a dick, but I'm really not. It's an awesome show with a lot of great lessons. Um, So ultimately, again, get comfortable, get in your groove, find out who you want to attract, which is very, very important, and then figure out what ways. So it's learning what your seductive language is. Reading The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene is a great start for that. Um, I would also suggest, like, I have a video called Opposites Attract, which I talk about how to create essentially a job posting for the kind of partner you want to attract. So I would do those two things and then go out there in the world and invite effortless, invite flow into your into your life. And if you feel at first it's not that way, great, you're practicing, you're learning, you're figuring out what intonation of your voice and what cues really, really work well to get the response that you want to get. But get it out of your head that people are after one thing. Um, That's gonna help you a lot along the way. And don't feel that pressure. I mean, maybe yes, you are behind when it comes to making intimate connections, but perhaps you're way ahead in other areas, whether that be spiritual connection or in career um, or family life. So don't, don't, um, don't identify yourself or describe yourself by your weaknesses and don't place those at the forefront of who you are and what you've accomplished. So be proud of wherever it is that you have strived and you do have effortlessness in and work on the areas that you don't. That's really all we can do. Shout out to you, Shaw, and happy birthday. Um, that's really exciting. And I think that makes you a Sagittarius, right? Jared? He's not even here. I feel like that makes you... What is it? It goes... It goes Gemini, then something, and then Leo. So you're something between a Gemini and a Leo. And happy birthday to you. Uh, This is an interesting question. I feel like if you walk into a room and you're like, no one's going to take my pearls, people are like, what pearls? You make it the center of attention when your focal point is to protect that thing at all costs. And I find that oftentimes people who are saving themselves or saving something or they have some kind of precaution uh, tend to lead with that without knowing it. Similarly to I've met a lot of people before, especially uh, dudes, whom are like, I'm not paying for a woman. I refuse to pay on a date. You're not going to take my money. And like they make that the focal point of dating. Um, by trying to avoid doing that thing, it ends up being the emphasis and focus of it because you place so much weight on avoiding it. And that's kind of how the law of attraction works. And so I would say first and foremost, there's People aren't after one thing. They're really not. And that's in my experience and experience of working with other people. Um, There are a lot of people that I know who are in healthy compartmentalized relationships or they are compartmentalized into a one thing that they don't want to be. And that one thing is emotional support or that one thing is the friend zone or that one thing is sex. And so I wouldn't assume that everyone's out for one thing, but I can see how if you're very concerned about that, it can feel that way. I do... I honestly think that people overthink dating too much. And it's easy for me to say because, and I was talking about this the other day, how 
What we really work hard for is effortlessness. We're all striving and struggling and reading and researching to get to a place where it's effortless. And I compare this a lot to a golf swing again. When you are learning to do a new sport, it's very mechanical and it's very stiff and you haven't really quite figured out what your, your juge is, what your groove is. But once you practice that mechanical thing a few times, when you finally get to do it, you get into your own swing and there's a flow to it, there's a grace to it. But that grace doesn't come without work. And a lot of people haven't put the work in one and number two they don't come from relationships or families for example that have taught them about healthy loving intimate relationships or that they've even experienced good intimate relationships in their childhood so as a result you don't know how to play golf you don't know how to date you don't know how to connect um, maybe it comes very natural for you to make friends for example or maybe it's very natural for you to please um, authority figures. So in the same way that you had to learn the traits or to successfully do that thing, I feel like with dating, you have to approach it with the same mindset. I think dating is effortless for me, but I've spent a ridiculous amount of time reading, researching, listening, and learning vicariously through you guys. Um, so I would suggest the same. Start reading up on stories. Watch my show, Shambooty's Your Perfect Date on full screen. I sometimes feel like I'm plugging that show to be like a dick, but I'm really not. It's an awesome show with a lot of great lessons. Um, so ultimately, again, get comfortable, get in your groove, find out who you want to attract, which is very, very important, and then figure out what ways. So it's learning what your seductive language is. Reading The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene is a great start for that. Um, I would also suggest, like, I have a video called Opposites Attract, which I talk about how to create essentially a job posting for the kind of partner you want to attract. So I would do those two things and then go out there in the world and invite effortless, invite flow into your, into your life. And if you feel at first it's not that way, great, you're practicing, you're learning, you're figuring out what intonation of your voice and what cues really, really work well to get the response that you want to get. But get it out of your head that people are after one thing. Um, that's gonna help you a lot along the way. And don't feel that pressure. I mean, maybe yes, you are behind when it comes to making intimate connections, but perhaps you're way ahead in other areas, whether that be spiritual connection or in career um, or family life. So don't, don't, um, don't identify yourself or describe yourself by your weaknesses and don't place those at the forefront of who you are and what you've accomplished. So be proud of wherever it is that you have strived and you do have effortlessness in and work on the areas that you don't. That's really all we can do. I don't really know why your question made me think of that song because it's not even directly related. Um, but I love the effortlessness of that song and the playfulness of it too. I think that's a really important quality to keep in mind when we are learning about intimacy. I think learning about anything, you know, whether it's golf or it's dating, um, it's to have a sense of mischievousness and fun about it. That while you are approaching it in a very serious manner because you want the best results, that ultimately you're doing this thing because you're looking for enjoyment and the process should be enjoyable as well too. And so if it means laughing at yourself and saying I'm in trouble or walking into a room and saying, yo, I'm trouble walking through, like I'm about to be a problem for the rest of you guys if you haven't figured it out yet. Um, but I love that song. It's just so, it's so sensual um, in a really overlooked way. So I encourage you to invite a little trouble into your life and to be a little bit of trouble for others as well too. Okay, so homework time. And you guys have been skipping on the homework, y'all. Nobody submitted their homework. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna put the homework as a separate thing because I feel like you guys have been struggling. 
All right. Okay. So officially homework time. I want you to tell me an area of your dating game that is a shitty golf swing, whether that is past or present tense. That's something about your dating process that you're like, I kind of need work here. Um, I'm going to identify this for myself as inserting sexuality in. I feel like because I grew up in a co-ed sport, which is track and field, I got really, really good at creating platonic friendships with males and also as well, too, of like completely, you know, steering the conversation left. So we only were going into the land of plutonicness as opposed to like staying on that route of being a bit flirty. So I never grew up as a flirty person. And as I got into the dating world, you know, I don't think I did an amazing job at putting that in there and even to this day I still have to struggle with like keeping up mystery in a relationship because I can tend to become really really homey like and very friendly so that is my struggle and something that I've definitely tried to curb and get better at even if you guys look at the photos that I take I try and have a little bit of mystery of seductiveness or just like a question mark so you're not completely aware of like what's going on and that is something that is new for me and that I'm working on that's a weak part of my golf swing um, that I'm hopefully getting a little bit better on. And I think, honestly, working on that full screen show absolutely helped because on some of the episodes, I was exaggerating and I saw the effect it had on people. And I was like, wow, that is important to note. And again, I don't think that these good habits for intimately connecting should be restricted just to dating. If you find out that, oh my gosh, when I'm on dates and I ask somebody a bunch of questions, they respond really well. Or, oh my gosh, when I'm on dates and I like think sexual thoughts, like I feel like we have this connection, even though I know I'm just manufacturing it. Why not take that into the workforce? You know what I mean? Especially if you're not going to be breaking any don't break any rules that's going to end up getting you fired don't get me wrong and don't make anybody uncomfortable but if there's subtle things that you can do that are more about how you approach things mentally versus how you interact with people physically why not um, reap the benefits of good flirting and good intimate connections in all areas of your life all right so to repeat that question tell me somewhere in your dating golf swing that you need some help that it's a struggle right now but you're working on it you're working on it. So one thing I would say that I need to work on is expressing myself, whether it's good or bad. If something is bothering me, I don't say anything at the time and I just sit and mope and you can just see it on my face. But I feel like I do that because I'm taking time to process how I really feel about it. Maybe I can let it go. Maybe it's not as serious as I think it is. But still, I guess I should say something in the moment and get it resolved at that time. And then, even if it's something good, like I've been told, I can't tell if you're actually enjoying yourself or not when I really am. I just have like a straight face all the time, I guess, resting bitch face. Can't help it, but that's something I should work on. Hey, this is Yana, and to hand in my homework, for the first time ever, I will tell you my past shitty golf swing way of dating or thinking that I would be a girlfriend was um, sleeping with a guy too soon. And a lot of times these guys just wanted to have fun, but me thinking that doing that would lead to being boyfriend-girlfriend, even if we don't really date. So I learned that. It took me a really, really long time to learn that, but I learned it. And yeah, that's a past shitty golf swing that I never want to have again. 
I have been waiting to play that song for you guys. That song is so dear to my heart. That sounds of blackness. Be optimistic. And of course, it's a biblical song or a gospel song that's referencing, you know, keeping your head to God. You know, as long as you keep your head to the sky, you can win. But I don't think it has to be taken in a literal religious sense. It can be taken on your goals, the bigger picture, your ultimate purpose. As long as you have your eyes looking forward, you can win. And you're never down and out. And when you are rock bottom, great. Now it's time to start going up. And that song, I've just played it so many times in my life. And whether it's in relational drama, even sometimes where I just feel very low self-esteem or whether it's been a career situation. Um, so I want to gift that song to you guys. Just play it again. One more. Should I play it again for you guys? Is that, is that obnoxious? Just hit back if you want to hear it again. Homework time for the rest of us, for the rest of us. Um, I want you guys to tell me a time where you have to continuously play the shut the fuck up. 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 I said it so weird. You have to play the shut the fuck up. That was better. Card with yourself, where you know your thoughts tend to lean in a certain direction at a certain time that you got to be like, no, 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 boo, we're not going down that direction. I have to do this every day. Every day, a part of my brain is like, oh, you're not successful enough. You're not doing well. You hardly get to leave your apartment. Nobody wants you, no matter how hard you work. The world will never accept you. You will have to hustle for yourself forever because there will never be a team that says, Shannon, we see value in you. Come and join us. And that's, that's my everyday thought. And today, of course, when I went to the divorce court, and I felt embarrassed when I didn't get to go on and that it wasn't my fault, obviously. Nonetheless, I just, I felt waste. Like I've wasted all this time and it was just, it just looked, it didn't make me feel good. It made me feel very um, unimportant and unvalued, even though I know it's not about me. Um, but those are the feelings I had in that moment. And I left kind of on the verge of tears and on the car ride home, I had to be like, tomorrow you are going to Las Vegas to do a keynote speech. You have a video coming out with a very good friend of yours who has accomplished incredible things, who dedicates his time towards you because he sees value in you. Shout out to Tim DeLaghetto. You are going back to Toronto the following day to be with your family who you love so deeply. And you're going to play on Carabana. You're going to come back home. You're going to BeautyCon. You love what you do. Your YouTube channel is doing well. You have an amazing opportunity over at Anchor. Shut the fuck up. Stop whining, stop complaining, stop looking at things in the worst light possible. We get it, it could be better, but damn it, you have it good right now. And I always acknowledge the fact that I'm like, yo, let you or Jared or your family get unhealthy. None of this that matters to you right now would even remotely matter. Um, so that's my usual speech to myself. <laughs> Woo! Don't you guys love that I get the five minute ones? You get like 30 seconds because I just be using all the minutes. So let me know what is your usual shut the fuck up speech that you have to give to yourself in order to get your head in the game and focus on what is truly important. I can't wait to hear these. I really cannot wait. Submit your homework.